Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week, we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Mel. I'm Katie. And we're your hosts. This week, we watched Happy Death Day to You, directed by Christopher Landon and released in 2019. The plot of Happy Death Day to You goes something like this. Ryan is doomed to relive the day of his murder until he meets Tree, who has lived and died through all this before. And as we usually do, uh, we'll do a little spoiler-free review up front to tell you if you we think you should see this movie before we talk spoilers later on. So, Katie, should people see Happy Death Day to you? Um, I think if you've seen the first one, it's a fun follow-up. Mm. If you go and try and see Happy Death Day to you by itself without any, <laughs> without seeing the original, I don't know if it'd be as as enjoyable. That is true. It, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense and also you don't have all the fun of the first one as the backup to it or all of the emotional weight of the first one either, really. Indeed. Um, so only if you've seen the first one, but I recommend both as like a really fun little series that's being made with no money but some great actors and some, you know, fun writing. Yeah. I, as regular listeners know, horror is not generally my thing, but as far as horror goes, this is pretty light on the scares and heavy on the laughs, so I generally have a fun time in these. And they are so funny, just so funny. And the lead girl, I can't remember the actress's name. Just Chiroth. She's so great. And then the supporting cast in this is really good too. I would. I don't know if I would classify, especially this one, as horror. It's more like a sci-fi thriller movie. There's still scary bits, though. There are scary bits, but I don't know if it's... I think I... No, I have to classify this as horror for people who are not you, right? Because you don't classify things like a Cabin in the Woods as horror, and they are. No, I... And for normal people who get scared in scary movies, it's still scary in parts, so I would have to classify it as horror. But it is a very funny and light horror movie as far as they go. I do classify Cabin in the Woods as horror. It's just a deconstruction of horror, and it's a meta-horror. But it has proper horror in it, whereas this is like... It just doesn't seem to have a lot of, like, it, it's got about as much horror in it as any thriller with violence. Yeah, there's a few like, jump scares. Yeah. And the killer is, this is not too spoilery, a kind of scary looking guy in a baby mask, which he jumps out at you yes. a couple of times. That Yeah, but like with all of the sci-fi and all the other elements to it, it just seems like it's to me this is less of a horror movie than the first one was yes this is a bit more sci-fi this time around yeah it it seems to be genre jumping a bit more to me like the first one definitely had more horror elements to it in my book because she's trying to figure out who the killer is and all that sort of stuff and this one's much less about that it's really just about her trying to figure out how to Yes. how to fix the situation that she's in. And as a viewer, you still have to follow people into dark corridors and down stairwells that they should, you know, you don't want them to go down. So that is very horror-y in that respect. Mm. But it is, a, it is a little bit different. I've probably gone a bit spoilery there, but that's okay. Um, yeah, if you've seen the first one, watch this one. And as far as horror movies go, this is one of the fun ones. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I don't know. I wouldn't let a fear of horror movies put you off these movies because they're not like – yeah, they're not it, too it's, hard It's pretty going. good entry-level horror, yeah. I would say. Yeah. But yeah, before we get too spoiled, and also, yeah, just if you're missing out on the on Jessica Roth's performance in these movies, you're missing out on one of the great performances of the last few years. She mm. is so good. Like, she is so talented and rubber-faced and funny, and but she, you know, really manages the emotional weight of a lot of different things, has to play a lot of different things, and she's always really compelling and watchable that, like... I'm sad that she hasn't been in a million other things already. You mm. know, she's amazing. 
So that definitely I would recommend these movies for as well. Yes, um, she's great. So now we can get into spoilers because that's non-spoilery. Cool. I just want people to know how great Jessica Roth is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so if you haven't seen Happy Death Day to you and you don't want to be spoiled for the movie, uh, pause the podcast now and come back when you have. Yeah. Um. So I was sort of thinking about Happy Death Day to you last night. While I was watching it, I did really enjoy it, but there's a few things that are sort of confusing to me thinking back on it. And also it's weird that the movie kind of opens on Ryan mm. and it seems like we're going to go much more into Ryan as a character and maybe focus on him more, but it just flips straight back to tree. Um, tree. I'm not complaining because I think she's a better actor than he is. And I like watching her more, but it's, it's a bit like of an odd choice to me. Yeah, they could have probably moved it in a different direction a little more, maybe. Oh, yeah. Well, had it happened to Ryan, but Tree is a main part of helping him figure it out or something. Yeah, it was. It just seemed to me to be a strange choice to kind of shift mm. main yeah. characters a fair bit in the opening. There, it was. It was a little a strange choice because, like, yeah, he isn't as compelling, and it's the movie certainly lifts once she comes into it. But yeah, I I, I don't really know why they made that choice. Yeah. Um, his opening as well. Like when he wakes up, the first thing you hear is this unique horn sound. It's playing La Bamba, yeah. Yeah. And it goes past and I'm like, oh boy, there's something that we won't ever hear again because it's so obviously like planted there to be something to remember. Yeah, it's fun. It's, it is. Uh, I like that they kind of don't ex- don't bother to go into a whole big explanation of it. They just have him wake up twice. Like there's no setup. There's none of that stuff that there was last. I mean, there's a little with like his, you know, time travel experiments, but not you, re- you really are expected to have seen the first one. Yeah. And so to know therefore what's happening. Um, <laughs> I did also characterize his walk up to the um, the dorm as jump scares the walk. Oh, because the number of jump scares, like nobody walks down a a, a sidewalk and has that many jump scares. No, in no. that period of time. It's no, crazy. No, no. But at least with trees, it was just she was walking past weird things and noticing them. Whereas with him, it really is like everything just comes into his path and is thrown at him. And you're like, there's there's no way that in that span of time you've seen a whole homeless man behind the bushes and a jog that attacks you and all these a other person things. person who tries to skateboard into you and another person yeah. nearly run into Yeah. Anyway, but that was fun though. It is. And he needs you need to do something with him to get on that journey because we, we're just thrown into him as well. We haven't we don't have Tree or anyone that we're familiar with at this point. Yeah, not until he goes into well, Until we, we get to the door. We are familiar with him from the first one. Are we? Yeah, he uh, walks in every morning. Oh, he yeah, walks yeah, into in. the room. Yes, yeah. he does. And he, he has a few other scenes in the first one, but he's not a major part of the first no. one. He's just the skeevy guy the who walks the yeah. skeevy roommate who walks in. And this one, it turns out that he is a quantum physics student, which to me was like, this guy, this is the guy that you're making a quantum physics student. <laughs> I was like, okay. I almost would have bought it more if Danielle was a quantum physics student. Yeah. Than him. Although it, I mean, it does kind of play, make for interesting, you know, an interesting characterization of what a quantum physics student might be, I guess. But to me, if Danielle had been a quantum physics student, it would have almost been more interesting because she's definitely smart. She's just awful. Whereas even as a quantum physics student, he doesn't seem very smart. No, he's right. He's such a bro. He's so dumb, but I kind of love him. But I like that 
about they sort of play about with the idea of what Asian students are like as well because he is good at maths, you know, like the stereotype says, but he also like bleaches his hair and is just really not very bright. Yeah, about practical things. Yeah, it, it's it's whatever. But I did think that I was like, wouldn't it be interesting if Danielle had been the the yeah. quantum physics major and been the person who got? I don't love the way Danielle is used in this is used in this movie. To be yeah. honest, I wasn't a huge fan of it. There's some weird stuff that this movie does around women that I'm not a huge fan of and Danielle is one of those in, one of those things and the other one is um the um so there's the douchey british doctor who caused the murderous rampage that trees last um, roommate was on last time yep. right because they were both sleeping with him mm-hmm. in the first movie and then tree wakes up in an alternate reality things are different her annoying frat friend Danielle is is dating the guy that she started dating. She wakes up in an alternate reality because of an experiment gone wrong with Ryan's space-time quantum physics thing. Well, she ended up in the thing loop in the first place because of that going wrong, right? Like it just – there was a power surge or something and it just went off. I don't – yeah, it's not explained in the same way. And then then Ryan, in something that's never fully explained – goes to kill himself for making it worse and then causes himself to make it worse. Yeah. Well, he he sets it off to make it better and then makes it worse. No, what I mean is, so the alternate reality Ryan who comes to kill our Ryan. Yeah. Oh, right. The two Ryans turn up. Yes. Yes. So the alternate reality, it turns out that the guy who's trying to kill our Ryan is himself from an alternate reality. Yes. But he's trying to kill himself before he sets the thing off to make it worse. But by his arrival, he He is what causes Ryan to... So if he never arrives, (laughs) then it never gets set off, right? Yeah. And that's the only time there are two Ryans as well. It doesn't come back for the rest of the movie. Right. So I don't... uh, Unless they explain that in the next one, (laughs) which I'm assuming there's going to be, I don't fully understand how that happened in this one. No, me neither, because it's the only one where someone from another dimension comes in. Like, the same person from another dimension comes in and meets up with their the dimension they're in. Right, and Ryan, and they say it's going to make it unstable, but Ryan even says that the tree that is in the dimension that tree ends up in, yep. our tree ends up in, is not in that one. Yeah, yeah, like they've swapped or she's they've gone to somewhere else. So yep. why didn't that happen with the Ryans? Yes, it's very confusing. It doesn't get explained. All of that stuff never gets fully explained and you'd think it would because you'd think the movie was going to be about Ryan trying to solve these things that he caused They'd but he instead. doesn't and it ends up being about Tree again. Yeah, because once the big explosion happens then it's her who's waking up in the same day over and over again but, but in it's a different the same universe. Day, and it's the same day as the as first, the first movie. Yeah, but it's a different universe. Yeah. <sighs> so... After all of that. So the thing, the other thing that I was not a big fan of was for some reason the doctor, I, I understand the doctor being the killer. Oh, yeah. He that seems makes so super much killery sense. in the first one. And in this one, it almost seems like maybe we were a bit off base with trying to do the twist and make it Laurie last time. We'll just make it the doctor this time. Yeah. But then his wife is also a killer for no reason. Mm. And then he turns around and shoots her for no reason. And I was like, What? Well, I think it was always shown that he was, you know, like 
a domestic violence perpetrator. So I'm not totally surprised that he shoots his wife. It's not that I'm surprised that he shoots his wife. I'm like, why even make her another killer in the first place if you're then just going to kill her off two minutes later and it never comes back? She really has almost no impact on the plot. Like, she's there to kind of make his story make sense in terms of his cheating on her, but she doesn't really have a lot of lines. It isn't, uh, you know, it's not like, it doesn't add anything to have her do that. And unlike in the case of, for instance, Danielle, it's not like she was a standout performer in the last one that they decided to give more work to this time because she's so entertaining. No, no. Right? Like that's clearly what they did with Danielle because Mm. she was really – And Ryan too, I would say. And probably Ryan too, is that she was really great in the last one, like in her Mm. tiny role. And so in this one – and and even Ruby Modine, Laurie, um, they decided to give them quite a bit to do in this one because they're they're funny and talented. But it's not – like that happened here, and the the doctor guy is pretty terrible too. Um, so it does. It just. I. There's no point in making her also be a killer, and then having him kill her right after. Yeah, yeah. And like yes. narratively, it, all it does is kind of make it go like this man makes all the women around him crazy, which is really icky. Yeah, because he's just a terrible guy. It's not that he makes the women crazy. He's a genuinely terrible person. Yeah. And they react to that behavior. Yeah. He's, that guy is just like, you call up central casting and say, we need a D-list British guy to play our villain. He really is. He's, he, uh, he's um a bit Joe anybody's really. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's not very interesting. So that I, I didn't enjoy that. And I don't really know. I, and, and the same thing with Danielle, like they sort of try to indicate that she's not as bad in this universe universe and yet she's very clearly always is yeah she's always yes kind of terrible and then tree goes to her and is like oh i misjudged you and then walks in on her cheating on carter yeah and you're like okay well that doesn't justify you cheating a because that's used to justify carter then cheating on danielle later to kiss tree right (laughs) i'm like that doesn't justify that it doesn't justify what she wants to do to danielle at the end of the movie like, uh, which again, I think is largely because the actress is so entertaining. Uh, yeah. And they have to try and find somebody as entertaining as Jessica and, Roth and, to yeah. carry the, the storyline. Yes. Um, and Jessica Roth is just so brilliant. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, I, I didn't love what they did around those two characters. I was just like, eh, it's kind of icky. Especially with Tree going on such a big journey in terms of her empathy and personality change and becoming a much nicer person, all that stuff. It also would have been nice if she had chosen to change not just for Carter, but whatever. <laughs> but um, it seems odd to me for her to go, I know the person who deserves to be trapped in a time loop. It's this woman who didn't really do anything except cheat on her boyfriend and kind of be annoying. And call one of the other students a racist nickname, but yeah. Yes. And generally be, like, but, obnoxious to people. But she didn't and kill anybody in any no, universe. No. She'd never murdered anybody. She never, like, took you advantage of students. You don't want to put a murderer by... into a time loop. Good God. I guess. I don't know. I just don't right. understand why she deserves it so much. Eh. Like, because I, I think there's this one major element of these movies that keeps kind of only being brought up when it's convenient to the plot. <laughs> But doesn't make Just a whole lot one. of. But doesn't make a whole lot of. No, it's 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 one in both, mm. right? It is the fact that trees injuries are supposed to stack. Yes. Oh. Right. So in the first one, we find out that trees injuries as each time she dies stack up 
and actually stay in her body yes. so that she is dying. Yes. Like even though she comes back to life every morning, which yep. I think was only introduced to give some sort of real um, stakes yes. to her figuring it out. Otherwise yep. she could just stay there forever. Otherwise she's Tom Cruise in Edge of Tomorrow just shooting himself in the head every day to try and figure this thing out. Right, exactly. Which is fine. It's fine to do that. Yeah. Like, I don't, I think that both movies would have been better if they'd left this out, quite frankly. Because then it comes back in this movie and then it raises a whole bunch of issues. One, why does she keep killing herself in terrible ways if she knows that her injuries are going to stack? Two, if her injuries are stacking and she still has all the injuries from the last time she did it, how is she not dead yet? Yeah. Right? And three, now she's dooming somebody else to go through this over and over again, knowing that every time she dies, those injuries are going to stack and she could end up killing her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and that, well, if I mean, you took that out, I all of that stuff would be fine. Yeah. You could have her drinking bleach for comedy effect and she, it would be yeah, fine. And clearly she doesn't die. Like, And it, it only sort of comes in when it needs to come in. Like, There's a couple of situations where she's like clutching her stomach or her hair's gone wild or whatever. But it only comes in like almost at the last time. I don't think I don't know how many more times I can do this, and it's basically ignored through the whole thing as mm. well. Like it's not; it only comes up when it's convenient, as you say, which sucks because I like these movies a lot. It just really frustrates me that one thing that like they could just take it out yeah. and it'd be fine. And then yeah, the fact that she's then dooming Danielle to it in the end is kind of like going, well, she might die, but oh well. Yeah, but she's unlikely to because I didn't. And I did it twice. Yeah, but we don't know how Danielle might die. It might, yeah, and it's know. hugely unethical of um, DARPA to actually just pick a live human subject to test it. Yeah, they wouldn't pick a soldier or something. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Or like a Tom scientist. Cruise or Emily Blunt. Or somebody who knew what was going on at least a little bit. Yeah, you don't just put it on a random person. That's ridiculous. I know it's for comedy, but still. And how, um, most of the audience who saw that movie with wouldn't have seen that bit anyway because they walked out before the uh, credits had finished. Yeah. And that's so, in a mid-credit sequence where they get called up by DARPA and, you know. Well, that's their own problem, honestly. Yeah. They're not going to sit through like two – it was two minutes into the credits. Yeah, it, it was, was not so a bizarre. Long time. It was after the big – the fun credits too, like not yeah. the boring ones. I don't know. People are weird. Yes. Anyway, so. Oh, uh, that's what else I was going to say. And a lot of the comedic heavy lifting in this movie is done by the actress who plays Danielle. Um, she has a really mm. good comedic scene where she pretends to be blind. Yes. And both she and the guy who plays the Dean are such amazing overactors and it's yeah. so campy and really fun. It's kind of like something that Jim Carrey would do or something. Yes. Um, I her and the Dean I did find the Dean quite a lot of fun actually. I like did he too. was he was straight out of a um like Ferris Bueller or something. Yeah. With his officious walk and all that yeah, sort of yeah. stuff. And, and he never, like, and he's always yelling at the security guards to, like, push harder or get it off him. He's only a college student while also not doing any of these things himself. Yeah, he was really entertaining. I enjoyed him a lot. Um, I think that, that one of the things that characterizes these movies is a lot of really fun people in small roles. Because mm. there's him and then this movie introduces two other scientist friends, the uh, another guy and this girl who's just yeah. great samar and i didn't is this is the dude's character's name um she's but, called dre i think yeah she is i yeah. didn't know until i looked it up right now she's played by sarah yakin and the other guy uh, samar is played by suraj sharma but yeah they're, they're just fun like sidekick science yeah. student characters who are helping him with the project yes and they also have a really entertaining part when they try to stop the dean and the guy sprays him with the um 
fire extinguisher and the girl just hangs on to his leg yeah she he drags her along she's just holding on like a kid that is it's the so funniest that's so funny yeah a lot a lot of comedy in this one and not all just like dark humor no and some of the lines as well but yeah there's, there's another line that reminded me of um, veronica mars where um the dean calls somebody professor boner yeah and um ryan's like it's pronounced bonner and it reminded me of yeah. Mars. It's demastic. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Again, it's right out of like weird science or something. Um, yeah. And um, oh God, the um, the boy with whom Danielle is cheating has a, one <laughs> fantastic line, which is, how can a rock be dumb? Rocks don't even have brains. <laughs> he's so good too. <laughs> like he has one scene and he he's so funny. So funny. I wrote Nick best one scene performance. So. Like, I yeah. also noticed how great he was. He It's not just that. Every reaction that he has is really funny. Yeah. Like, he walks out, he's like, oh, good, threesome. And she's like, oh, he's joking. He's like, I'm not joking. This would be great. He's <laughs> just so great. And he's like, hey. <laughs> really entertaining. Um, yeah. Would be also probably very funny playing off Tree, who is really smart and really mean. Yeah. Um, and still gets kind of some of that meanness out in this one, even though she's well, supposed to be yeah. the nicer version of Tree. Yeah, yeah. No, she is still fun though. Yeah. And she she also like has no no patience whatsoever because she's done this so many times before. She's like, come on, we're doing this. This is how it goes. Well, she's a really interesting character. She has no patience. She has very little like shame or embarrassment or anything like yeah, that yeah. to, you know, stop her from doing various things. She doesn't really think things through terribly well. And yet she can apparently memorize huge amounts of algorithms, like, algorithms and numbers and stuff just you know yeah there's also a line that she says where she she tells them she died 11 times the, In first, the first time, time. around yep. did it seem like more than 11 to you it's been it's movie came out three years ago i can't i can't remember exactly but i think 11 actually sounds about right okay does she does it seem like she dies more than 11 times this time uh no actually probably not much more if if it, i would say around the same okay because she says to the two scientists, I've known you guys for months. So this time she has to have keep kept doing it for months. Like 30, 40, 50 times. Right. But like the first time around was 11 days and it was already killing her. That is weird. That, that plot point is terrible and should be taken out because it doesn't make any sense and it means that the time. Yeah. But we, we only is- see her like there's a couple of murders and then like maybe half a dozen suicides that we actually see on screen. Yeah. So, yeah, 11 would make sense. But It would make sense. That is also a lot to be, like, memorizing all that stuff that she has to memorize. Yeah, but that's that's why she says it's been a couple of months and I'm like, you'd be dead. It Almost make certainly, sense. Given the, especially given the uh, creative ways in which she kills herself. Yes. One of the things I did enjoy about this movie, though, was the increased attention paid to her relationship with her mother. Yeah. Um, Because in the first one, her mother's dead and she's trying to process that death and, Mm -hmm. you know, reunite with her father. And it's actually quite interesting look at how trauma affects our personalities. Yes. Because a lot of why Tree is so defensive and so offensive and so awful is because of this big loss that she suffered. Mm. And that's kind of her way of dealing with that. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in this one, you actually, her mother is alive in the current universe. Yeah. And they make it this big thing about having to choose between her mother and her boyfriend, which I think is dumb. I think well, it's like, dumb because, like, she's a different 
person because her mother died. Like that's the whole point. Like she, it's kind of weird to be going back to that. Um, that's not the really the reason that I was thinking of, but that is the reason that Carter gives her, right? And also that she's like living somebody else's life. Yeah. It d- yes. And she looks at a bunch of memories and go, these aren't my goes, these aren't my memories. Yeah. I never did this with you, which is interesting. Yeah. Well, I, I just yeah. Now this is one where like resurrected dead mother plots are are of interest to me because I think about what I would happen if my mother suddenly turned up mm. at her current age after being dead for 22 years and I'm like I don't I don't know that I want that like mm. it would be too weird like having lived what I've lived and then having to go back again would be too weird almost yeah but and that's what movies and TV tell me as well but yeah so that's what that sort of rang true to me yeah um well for tree it's only been about a year i think yeah it hasn't been as long or um, a couple of years before she went to college maybe but it was yeah. fa- it was relatively recent that her mother died yes um yes. and so she when she shows up again it's it's not been that long no but um, it, but it has been all that trauma yes like it, it has all that grief all that like it's almost too weird to go back yeah but Oh my god, the scene where she sees her alive again. Like the expressions on her face and the way that Jessica Roth performs that scene is so good. And her mother is so lovely. Yeah. <laughs> like really believably mum lovely. You know, like not yeah. you know, over the top sappy lovely, but just no, seems and the, well, like that's a lovely the, that's person. That's the thing, is like um because Tree is so excited just to have her in the world, she's like so, just so excited and full of everything and whereas mum's just been living with like same old same old on my daughter's moved from being a teen to being a 20 something and that's you know the the day-to-day like niggling things that people have with one another when you're always there mm. and whereas trees like none of that matters anymore to her she's just like oh my god yeah and so it's they're in different places in their lives yeah but it is it, she's her um there's a point at which Tree asks her whether she would, like, who she would choose if she had to choose, you know, giving up somebody that she cared about or being with her father. And she was like, well, I guess I'd choose daddy because that's how I got you. And it's so sweet. Oh, I and know. It's so heartfelt and genuine. Like, it doesn't sound cheesy at all. It sounds lovely. And you're just like, she's such a good mom. But not just that. In the same scene, she says, how did you know he was the one? And she said, I didn't. I just took a leap. Yeah. Like, that was very cool. Like, she's kind of surprised by it, the mom. She's like, oh, I didn't expect to be having to answer these deep philosophical questions from my daughter right now, but I will. I'm happy yeah. to. I, I just liked that. That was a cute yeah. relationship. It worked really well and I liked yeah. it a lot. And they're so supportive, the mum and the dad. They are the nicest parents. They're the nicest parents and it's just nice. <laughs> they could have gone a lot of directions with that. And I appreciated yeah. the direction they went in with it. Plus it gives Jessica Roth even more to do and I'm not going to complain about that because no. she's brilliant. No, because, I mean, it really does. She's got so these scenes to play out that are just so intense. I know, and it, it's really interesting the way the movie balances that with the really campy stuff because mm. this movie is not afraid to go, like, full campy, full tropey. There's a couple of lines, one right after the other. Oh, no, a couple of moments. So first the, the villain does a slow clap when she figures out who he that it's him killing them. <laughs> um, and then right afterwards the scientist sidekicks go we can't hold them much longer and all this sort of stuff like they don't mind going way into really uh, no, no, no. The, the closing credits are over a cover of staying alive yeah by the bgs they have no problem at all going with all that stuff oh the um the wood chipper that she throws herself into is biff's tree chipping or whatever that's right i loved that because that made me from, really happy refer and the movie refers to back to the future too yeah 
And she, okay, and Tree hasn't seen Back to the Future 2. And in the first movie at the end of it, she hadn't seen Groundhog Day. So I'm starting to wonder if Tree is actually from an alternate universe where there's no movies. Well, no, but she's also a college student in like 2016. So she was been born about 1998, 1999. So those movies, even then, were like 15 years old. So maybe she just never saw them. She doesn't even know what Groundhog Day is in the first one, and she implies that she doesn't know what Back to the Future 2 is either. Like, okay, she may not have seen them, and but people usually have heard of these things, even if they're people young. People have heard of Groundhog Day because Groundhog Day is a meta- is just a used as a, a thing that means living the same day over yeah. and over again. And she's never heard of it, so I wonder yeah. if she's from a, an alternate universe when there's no, where there's, there's no, no movies. Neither of those movies exist. <laughs> um, yep. There's been a lot of time loop stuff lately. Well, yeah, it's a lot. Of, uh, it's got a lot of similarities to Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Well, there's that. Well, that's the dimension jumping, I suppose. But there's also um, Russian Doll, which yeah. is currently on Netflix, is a time loop series. No, I thought of I thought of Spider-Man because, firstly, of the the big plot point in the middle of it all, but also one of her deaths is like falling from a church tower, like mm. Gwen Stacy. <laughs> so that made me think of that. Yeah. So. There's that whole thing where Tree is, like, making selfish choices again, but at least you can sort of understand it in this one. And it is pointed out that she's very selfish to stay because she is taking somebody else's life. Yeah. But also she doesn't go and save people at the hospital and it takes, again, Carter dying for her to go, maybe I should try and help people and stuff. Yeah. Which seems to be a a lesson she learned in the first one, but I guess that's the nature of sequels. Yeah, it is, and I don't know, maybe 11 suicides in, you just kind of get a bit (laughs) bent out of shape. I think we should also talk about the fact that this movie very obviously had no money. (laughs) Yeah. Like, the first one is really, really clever in that they save a lot of the money for, like, the deaths and stuff by shooting it all sort of in one location at this one university. She has to go past the same places all the time, so they don't have to, like, really go to a lot of places to do it. And then in this one, there's more effects and things, I think, and the budget still seems really tight because there are some things that just are very obvious things that you would think you would be able to fix. IMDb says it was shot for $9 million, which is nothing. Um, Yeah, well, there are some obvious things as well, like – at one point, she puts on red high heels in the morning, which every other day she's put on black flats. Mm. But she puts on these red high heels, and then by the time we get to lunchtime, she's in this all the same clothes except for the black flats. Yeah, she had the red high heels. That's the clothes. Yeah, I that remember she, them yeah. from the first one. But then, yeah, in this one, they keep showing her in the flat shoes. Yeah. But anyway, and little little bits like that. Ryan's hair <laughs> as well. Like at first, I was like, "Oh, Ryan one has has had his roots touched up more recently than Ryan two. But no, the roots change length at all the times, and Ryan two has the long roots at the end as well. So, I did wonder whether maybe they sh- they used some footage from the first film as well, because sometimes there are things that don't seem to match up. That I was just like, maybe this is just like they just used this from the first. They had film. some extra stuff, or yeah, because that clock tower scene. She has a chase scene in that clock tower in the first movie. Uh huh. But it's never mentioned in this movie except for one suicide that she does. Yeah. And so I was wondering if they just took that from the first film. Um, there's a neat transition where she falls into the bed, but you know. Yeah. No, I wouldn't put it past them. But the- that, that said, there were some still some really good sequences, like the heist of Sally. Oh, Sissy. Sorry. <laughs> which is called Sissy for Sisyphus, by the way, which is a great yeah. joke. That heist where they got to steal Sissy back from the dean's office mm. is so good. 
yes, the whole thing, but especially Danielle's um, blind blind bit bit is and and also her scene like the introduction to alternate reality Danielle is amazing like it's amazing the way that she kind of has the boys twisted around her finger she reminded me a lot of Cordelia yeah which is probably why I'm so much more forgiving of her she's she Um, this character often turns up in American high school shows and yeah she Cordelia that's absolutely right yeah but the the whole kind of fake altruism that she has is really funny did you know that Anne Frank was blind and deaf Oh man, the, the script is so sharp. It is. It's so really sharp. funny sometimes, and she delivers it all so well. And it is really, you know, Tree is Buffy, I suppose. And, yeah, yeah. And Danielle is Cordelia, especially since Buffy also used to be kind of a popular girl and quite uh, yeah, um, can be uh, quite selfish, making decisions. Yeah, yeah. So that's really fun. And then she has to watch her kissing her boyfriend and all that sort of stuff, which is really entertaining. But yeah, she's terrific. I really enjoyed her in this movie, and she. She gets to do that whole scene, which is hilarious. Yeah, her, her and the Dean is just a great scene. Just lots of physical comedy that's very Yeah, funny. yeah. And the others, you know, trying to get down to the office to get it out and, mm. you know, all, all that silly stuff. It's so great. I, I yeah. really liked that. I also thought the um, when they did kill the creepy British doctor at the end, it was really clever. They used the MRI at the hospital to yeah. like, pin him to it with his gun and, his, uh, and a wheelchair. Yep. I liked that, that too. And then she lets clever. the um, she just the lets the screwdriver, screwdriver go. Yeah. yeah, I liked that a lot too. And then uh, and you know she saves Laurie in this universe and that sort of thing, which is yeah. nice. Because I mean, I feel like they went for Laurie as the twist last time, but I think and because the actress is quite talented, but I think they sort of went maybe that wasn't the best way of handling this. Also, it, she's quite talented. We'd like to bring her back. That too. But I also feel like. It really kind of had a very negative stereotype of girls, yeah, girls yeah. fighting over men. But then this one didn't fix it with the wife, anyway. But um, and then right after that, there's another moment when you can really tell. Actually, through before that, when Tree is going to make her apologies to people when she hugs Laurie and when she goes to talk to Danielle, there's this lipstick, like yeah, in the corner that. of her it's mouth, running lipsticks bleeding off her mouth. Yeah, and they never fix it. They clearly couldn't reshoot those th- scenes. And then afterwards, when like she's in the hospital and the machine's going off and there's sparks flying around them and glass flying down from the from the lights that have exploded. Glass full hits her in her closed eye and bounces <laughs> off. And I was like, whoop, couldn't reshoot it. So they just add a sound effect. Oh, boy. And I was like, you can't do that. Like, these are the things that you can really see they didn't, they could not afford to set that shot up So again. I thought the messed up lipstick was like that she'd had a slightly messier day that day. I I think but it was yeah. just a mistake. Yeah. Um because it's not there in the next scene. Ah, right. But then like the the sparks and stuff was very clearly we cannot set this shot up again, you know, save the shot, do whatever you have to. And it just whacks her and, and it goes ding. <laughs> I'm like, no. Oh. There's no way. There's something if glass hit you in the face while you were making out with somebody, you would stop making out with them probably. Uh, you would be like, ow, ow, I got hit in the face by glass. Glass hit me in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's a real testament to how much they pushed through and kept and saved the movie and saved the shot. Yeah, yeah. they were just like, we got to get this done. Yeah, it's exactly that's very much the feeling that I got from this movie. And and when they're going through DARPA at the end of the movie, and you're like, this is the least official government looking thing I've ever seen in a real movie. Like yeah. it looked like something that you'd see on like a Canadian sci fi show. <laughs> 
yes. where they shot it in some like warehouse that they that they could access and you know painted DARPA on the side of it and went here's a lab coat be an extra <laughs> you know like it just looks so fake yeah no it is really funny well, they spent all their money clearly getting the most fancy faculty lounge in the whole universe for the um, the Dean and um, Danielle scene. I was like, yeah. look at this faculty lounge well, in this I, like otherwise very ordinary looking university. I think that all of that stuff was just that university. Yeah. The fancy yes, faculty lounge, that science lab looked completely it's a real, like. It is a real uni yeah. that they shoot at. Yeah. So I and just presumably think- also has a hospital attached, which they also shoot at. Yeah. And that sh- and and they keep going to one of the floors that's under construction, and you're like, okay. Also, the emptiest hospital you've ever seen in your life. Mm, yeah. Like real hospitals constantly have pe- people buzzing around. This hospital never has people buzzing around. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's one nurse on duty, and there's that one policeman who's on duty on the um, serial killer that's never explained in yep. this movie, only in the last one. But like, every- oh no, we get a recap of the last movie. We do. But he, it doesn't fully explain who he is or anything. No. It's just there's a serial killer. Laurie let him out and, to cover up her crimes. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And this time the doctor let him out to cover up his crimes. It, it was like that science lab was very clearly a real university science lab as well. Like yeah. a lot of those stuff just seemed well. All the like very- the things that were written on the board was like fellows. Do fellow physicists and then it ended with please stop eating my food and there was a game half finished game of i think carcassonne or um, yeah. civilization out on the thing and like little uh there's a nyan cat and someone's screensaver somewhere it's very cute it's so cute but yeah it definitely all felt like a real university to me so i think yeah. they just shot the whole thing on that the grounds there again yeah except for this time they go slightly off the grounds a couple times um but yeah, the the money thing was a real obvious issue, and they clearly saved it for some of the more impressive deaths and stuff. Although yeah. it never really goes as gory as it could to me. It's it's well, this is what goes back to that sort of like it's very light entry level horror. Yeah, I I really think that I mean you could if you were going for f- like fully dark horror with her, I mean fully dark comedy with all of her suicides, you could just like show her in a lot of makeup doing all yeah those i think they di- and i think they also you wanted to be a little careful with that mm. like you've got to be very careful with how you portray suicide on screen and they so i i mean it's still kind of played for a laugh but it is you don't want to show the consequences too badly yeah i but th- i mean it is a horror movie yeah that's why that's why i'm i'm really reluctant to call it a horror movie because a horror movie would I mean, low budget probably wouldn't, but a horror movie would often show you the dead bodies and yeah, it yeah. would show you the re- – because it's horror. It's supposed to – like it, it, the idea of horror is to make you afraid and make you horrified and all that stuff, okay. you know? I mean, it is meant to be more of a black comedy. I know, yeah. Yeah. It, that- and so it, the the horror is only because there are scary bits more than like it's a particularly horrific movie. Yeah, but then, I mean – Two of the greatest jump scares of all time are in Independence Day and Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring. Anyway, um, I think we should stop just arguing about that stuff. I'm going to look, go through my notes. Yeah, I think I've covered off most of oh, <laughs> most of my notes. Uh, there's a, a there's also a an explosion at the beginning, a slow mo explosion. Oh, I wrote I've written that as well. Slow mo explosion. Yeah, it was great. It was fantastic to classical music and everybody is just like falling backwards in slow they, motion. Yeah, they really played uh, paid the money for that. It, that. Yeah, I think that's where all of the $9 million goes. Oh, 
Yes, I've just found out. When the second Ryan death, when Tree and um, Israel Broussard are with him, Israel Broussard has a baseball bat mm. and Tree's like, oh, why can't I have that? And then, <laughs> then Ryan grabs a mop. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny to well, me. Actually, Tree goes in with the baseball bat first. That's right. And then Carter takes it. She's like, I can take care of myself. And he's like, yes, but you've died like a million times. She's like, you're you right. You died you enough take- already, yeah, he says. That's yeah. right. And, and then Ryan's like, hey, nobody's thinking of me. He just grabs a mop. But he, not only does he grab a mop, he de- then proceeds to go with the mop side the forward. Mop <laughs> it's so funny. And th- though that and like the one where um where Dre is grabbing onto the guy's leg. Yeah. Those little scenes are what make this. Yeah. Um, there's also stuff like Tree's FML shirt that she wears at one point. And then, like, not only is it just – it's not just a prop. She, like, pu- pulls it out and points to it at one point when mm-hmm. they fail the algorithm, which is really funny. <laughs> I've also made three separate notes that just say, wow, Jessica Roth's face or Jessica Roth has an amazing face. She has a really good, like, rubber face that she <laughs> – manipulates in all these different ways that every time it's something you've an expression you've never seen on her face before she's so great i love her i love her and there's and that's just before like when she's fighting the guy the first time when she's handcuffed yes and laurie tries to help her and then laurie gets stabbed yes um and she not like she knocks him down the flight of stairs and she goes ha and then he turns around and starts coming up after and she goes shit Yeah. I loved it. Oh dear. It's great. That that's a total panic death where she actually kills herself but accidentally by yeah. running off the roof. Well, I don't think she gets murdered at all in this one, does she? Uh ooh. Yeah, after he stabs Laurie. There's one of the times when he stabs Laurie that he gets her, I think. Where I she's don't think she I don't think he does. I think she never gets murdered in this movie. Oh. What about the first time, though? The first time she wakes up. I think that is the first time is when she goes to – because she goes thinking it's Laurie who has let him – who's going to let him out. No, I mean the first time when she wakes up and she's in the time loop. Like she must have gotten murdered. Oh, no, that's that's the explosion. explosion. Oh, I don't think she ever gets murdered in this one because she – that's – and then, but there's another one with Laurie where they're going through the um the floor that's under construction and Laurie gets stabbed and no but she, she find hang on the one where she finds Laurie on the floor I I think there is one where he gets her but that that no, the one no, where she no, finds Laurie no. on the floor she shoots the yep. canisters but the one where in the on the um under construction floor I, no I, that's I, when she runs off the building yeah. Okay, and when she when yeah, and then the one where Laurie's on the floor, she shoots the canisters. So he, she never no, gets he doesn't murdered. ever do the murdering of her. Yeah, she never gets well because he's not after her in this one. He's after Laurie in this yeah, one because yeah. she has no relationship with him in this one. No, no, so she actually never gets murdered in this movie. Huh? Yeah, she just kills herself a lot. There you go. Sometimes <laughs> accidentally. Um. Yeah, the first one is just her like freaking out. Yeah, there was a there was a point in time when I thought she was erasing herself from existence in the movie because um. The doctor says, we had trouble pulling up your records. Oh, yeah. And she's like, oh, I know because, you know, I'm dying or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I – and there's something weird that happens just before it where I was like, is she slowly erasing herself from existence? Because it's Back to the Future too, right? Yeah. So, like, maybe because this isn't her existence, she's, like, erasing the real tree. Yeah. It doesn't happen. Though. It was just an idea that I had. <laughs> right after that, there's also a cute scene where they figure out the real algorithm yeah. And they go, why are we so excited? We don't even know her, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Yeah. Again, that's a little, one of those little moments. 
yeah. these guys. Another thing I really love about this movie is all the um, the set design and production stuff. For one thing, Carter's bedroom is just covered in classic posters. I didn't even notice that there was a mystery science theater 3001. I noticed the Back to the Future and um, They Live and stuff, yeah. but not the mystery science theater 3000. It's, a, it's a lot of the same posters from the first one. Yes, it is, but I just still like it. But we've never been in Danielle's room before, and Danielle's no. room has this amazing like prop that is three photos of herself <laughs> in different colors. Like a, a Andy Warhol style yeah, giant painting of herself. It's amazing. Yeah. I love it. Um, her bedroom I just found so entertaining. And there's like four mirrors. I mean, yes. In her bedroom. <laughs> there's so many mirrors. Like there's a standing one and then there's one that we see in the bathroom. There's another one on her wall. It's crazy. Yeah. Clearly you noticed the, those things and I was like, oh my God, this lab has so many little nerd things in it. Yeah, exactly. We both noticed. But this, the set, that's all the set design. It was Yeah, really no, cute. they really do a really good job on that stuff. And then there's one more line that's, again, very Buffy, I think, um, when, when she does kill him on the magnet thing. Yeah. She says, I have one thing to say. And she hits the magnet button. She goes, you're screwed. Because <laughs> she's going to kill him with the screwdriver. Yeah. Uh, it's great. Yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. I really, I just think that they really assembled a good team of people yeah. to make the movies and they really care about them and they're really fun. Like it's not the most original conceit ever, but no. it's really, really entertaining. Yeah, and everyone um, seems to have a lot of fun doing them. Yeah. And God, Jessica Ross, just a gift. Plus, Israel Broussard is kind of taking off a little bit, so it's yeah. nice to see him. I really like him. Again. He, he, I think he's very good too. He has a really cute crooked smile that I think covers a multitude of sins. Yeah. <laughs> like he can have a terrible line reading, but then he gives you that smile and you're like, oh, it's okay. You're great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and just comes across as very charming and sweet. And adorable. Yeah. And adorable. But yeah. Yeah. Just all he has to do is just do that little smile. Also, his hair changes length quite often. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. When they put the photo of him up on the TV, I was like, wait, is that him? <laughs> like it was hard yeah. to tell for a second because he it's- had such different hair. It, to me, it kind of looked like it was a photo of him taken before he got to university, like yeah, yeah, awkward high school kind yeah, of photo. Yeah, exactly. It looked really weird. Which is probably what you'd pull up for something like that, though. Yeah, whatever stock photo you can find. What, or what, yeah, whatever photo you can find of the person who's just died. Yeah. Like, it, it's unlikely that they're going to be able to immediately find a decent photo. They probably went to his Facebook wall and went, yeah. that one. But also, <laughs> I like that the, the way that the uh, news anchor delivers the news goes, there are three victims. Here are the first two victims that we already know about. And here's Carter. <laughs> and you're like, there's no reason for this Pause news anchor. for dramatic effect. Exactly. There's no reason for this news anchor to do this, except she knows Tree is watching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's going to be upsetting for Tree. There's a, so many spe- um, specific um, ringtones in this movie. Oh, yeah. Like, and, and at a time when most people don't even have a ringtone that's audible on their phone anymore. Yeah, because um, Danielle picks her own on Carter's phone and it's your beautiful. Yeah. Um, but then also Ryan's is, oh, my God, Ryan, pick me up. Yeah, <laughs> really and funny. they reuse the um, it's my birthday yeah. for um, for Tree as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, exposition via ringtone Yeah, is an interesting part of these films. Anyway. Uh, I think we should probably rate it. 
Yeah. Three and a half stars from me. Yeah, I'm going to say the same thing, which I think is what I gave the first one. Yeah. This is just a really fun series, and I hope they make – because I, I know the director planned three. Yeah, there's a third one coming yeah. that so we know I, of. I hope they get the third one. I hope they get enough money to make the third one because the cinema we were in was not very full, and it only came out last week. Yeah. But I feel like Happy Death Day is a film that kind of lives on streaming and DVD and stuff. And it doesn't have to movies. make too much yeah, true. Um, to really justify a sequel. So. Um. That's true. And I really I really enjoy them. I feel like they're movies that people are probably going to look back on, especially as Jessica Roth and Israel Broussard's careers take off yeah. because they're going to. And people are going to look back on them and go, oh, these movies are awesome and get their friends to watch them and stuff. Yeah. Um, and it'll be like a kind of a cult thing. Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. If you would like old episodes or show notes, they're on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. And if you want to find us on social media, we are facebook.com forward slash silverscreenqueens and uh, at screen underscore queens on Twitter. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.